thank you for your service and thank you everybody else that's here that's doing service because you're here so um i've been riding my bike i'm gonna pull in and park it now um, let's see so i should shaved and showered worked on my hair mostly um but you know um i'm here tonight so my name is rick and i have decided i am an agnostic alien striving to be a decent human being um some days it works some days it doesn't but um you know that's making me more human i guess so anyway um thank you for being here thank you marcia for asking me to to speak and for for me um when i went to treatment <laughs> Um, our counselor, my group had to share at all our meetings. So sharing is easy. Um, speaking <laughs> is a little bit um, a little bit harder because I have to kind of dig um, and, and trace back where I've come from. So um, I guess I'll go back and start. Um, we're, we're all unique in our own way um, from wherever we came from. Um, from using alcohol, drugs, whatever. So, um, but I'm gonna let you know um, how unique I am. So um, I started, uh, my journey started <laughs> in my youth, obviously. I started using at 14 and um, and I've really been thinking about that um, in, in junior high, um, how depressed I was and, um, you know, I, I, I wanted to fit in, I mean, we had, well, let me start again. My my dad owned his business and was building his business. So we had like a mountain cabin. And um, I remember everybody being inside the cabin laughing and having fun because we built grandpa and grandma's cabin first. There'd be like 20 people in there. And just like I was standing outside in the freezing cold behind the tree. And um, I, I didn't fit in. I didn't want to be in there. And I know I was depressed. And I I, I even did it at school. Um, in middle school, I hid behind like the, the partition, you know, um, and in the lockers, I just, I would hide. And I think that's why uh, <laughs> I started, um, I started using, um, I'm, I'm working on and figuring out today why, why I started and um, it's starting to make sense. Um, I know how I did because I just put shit in my body, you know, and we used, but uh, anyway, it started with a pack of cigarettes. Uh, out on the road with my friend um, in, in the snowy day. And um, they were like non-filter. And of course we lit up and smoked them. And um, wow, you got all dizzy and sick feeling and shit, you know, but um, we, <laughs> we smoked more of them, you know, and I think that just led to, um, to where my addiction kicked in and, and being depressed and, and wanting to fit in, um, of course, cigarettes led to to alcohol and to marijuana, and and there there I was off and running. Um, but this is the funny thing um, about how unique I am. As I said, my dad was building his business, and um, I started working for him when I was thirteen, and um, it was probably child labor back then. I don't know, but I was a working, functioning kid at that time and uh you know um I was working and um I got everything I wanted I, I guess I was spoiled you know who turns 16 and gets a brand new fucking pickup truck you know who gets brand new motorcycles we we were we raced motocross and we traveled around and raced and we camped and went riding and did all this stuff 
But, um, you know, as I was thinking today, those days, um, you know, I had everything I wanted and could ask for. Of course, I worked for it too, you know, so it wasn't just given to me. But um, I was really thinking today that, you know, I never saw my dad and mom kiss, hug, say they loved each other, you know, um, and and I think that's that's where I went off the rails and wanted to to fit in because I I I didn't feel I was loved, you know, at that time. And, and I think I was, but I think that they didn't know how to show it to each other. And then so thus they probably didn't know how to show it to to my brother and sister and myself, um, you know, in, in their way. So um, growing up, you know, um, finished high school, graduated, you know, um, did my thing. But at 18, I could not wait to get out of that house. You know, I found I found my freedom. I moved in with a guy that was 21 years old. So I had all the alcohol I wanted. Um, you know, we had we, we sold, we dealt, we did all this stupid shit, you know, um, and, and did all that. And then, you know, um, I met my wife, you know, I think she fell for the bad boy and I was living with a roommate and we partied quite heavily. And, you know, um, we, we, <laughs> we did her thing and, uh, we got married and had, had one daughter, a beautiful daughter. And, um, you know, she stayed with me all these years. The daughter has been with me too. But in the meantime, um, when when we found out we were pregnant, uh, we were living in California. That's where we got married at. And um, this is where I feel shame, you know, um, <laughs> a lot of shame. I left her pregnant you know, and I came back to Washington to be with my fucking friends that I thought were friends because they were more important to me than she was and my my baby that was on the way, you know, um, so that hurts me today to to think about that, too. Um, but, you know, I, I got her back up here into Washington State and, um, you know, um, she started doing her program. And I thought her program was about somebody else, but I think it was about me also. And, um, you know, so she quit, you know, cause she was pregnant, of course, obviously the partying days were over for her, but not me. No, no, I, I wasn't ready yet. And uh, really sad that I wasn't, um, but I can't go back and, um, and change things, you know, it is what it is. Um, she reminds me I wasn't ready. And, and she's right, I wasn't at that time. And, um, you know, I, I went on and continued to, to use, um, you know, I did some, um, I did some really shitty things. And um, one thing I, I'll, I'll recall, and I, I haven't shared this with, with very many people at all. Um, I took our daughter, I think she was I don't know, six months old, year, I don't know. She was still in the car seat, I believe. And uh, my birthday is on New Year's Eve, on the December 31st. So I took her with me. Um, 
I forget where my wife was. She was out with some friends or something. And of course I used all day and I had to go out and party and I was babysitting and I guess, and I, from what I recall, and I took our daughter with us and it was snowy and shitty. And, um, you know, my wife and my mom came and got her, you know, did I leave with them? No, I stayed because my, again, my friends were more important to me at that time, you know, and then, uh, I'm not sure if it was that night. It must have been that night. Um, I ended up shooting a guy, you know. Um, so <laughs> you'd think I'd um, hit my bottom at that time. But um, no, I didn't, um, you know. And I was facing some, some probably some serious jail time. But um, there again, um, with my dad being rich, I don't know if that that helped me or not um you know it cost me a lot of money for a lawyer cost me some restitution and um more or less got out of it i had to just do a year of probation um which was no problem because uh, i gave up my gun i never wanted to have one again but um did i say no i never wanted to have drugs again no not ready so i continued on being a stealing from my dad um, lying to my wife, lying to my dad, being shitty, watching my daughter grow up. I think first 15 years of her life, I watched her at her events, but I wasn't there because, you know, at my mind, I was thinking of like, when is this going to be over? When can I leave? When can I go get some shit? When can I be with my friends? You know, really pathetic, um, thinking, um, but then all one day, <laughs> you know, and I'd been, I'd been ready to quit. So let's say I was probably, what was I, 39. Um, I was probably ready to quit at 37 and a half, 38. You know, my drug of choice had me, you know, had me big time. You know, it wasn't, you know, how they say you got a monkey on your back. I had a fucking gorilla, you know. Um, but, but I couldn't do it on my own. You know, I would go to bed at two in the morning, lay there, not sleep till four, get up at six and go to work, you know, saying, this is the end I'm done. I can't do this anymore. By noon, um, I'd tell my dad, I didn't feel good. I had to leave. Basically I had to go get more shit and just do it again. You know, that roller coaster or, or spinning wheel, you know, that just, goes round and round and I couldn't get off it. Um, but luckily, one day my dad uh, at work, he said, um, you're getting my car. Let's go. I said, okay. So we went to, we were headed up the direction of our house. And like, uh, wow, okay, this is weird. Where are we going? Sure as shit, we went to my house. And um, I got the gift of an intervention. And I want to thank my wife for that gift. You know, um, without her and my dad doing that intervention, um, I, I, I couldn't have did it. Um, I don't think I would have would have died or went to jail, but I would have just kept stayed in the rut that I was in. Um, and I probably, you know, would have been older and, and dumber and kept it up. But um, anyway, they didn't even have to tell me, you know, he told me 
if you don't go to treatment, you'll never work for me again. And she told me, if you don't go to treatment, I'm leaving. You'll never see your daughter or whatever. And, you know, I, I watched that show Intervention and I, I really love it. I cry at the end. Um, but I embraced it. I said, thank you. Okay, I'm I'm ready to go. And they spent the whole rest of the day on the phone trying to trying to find a place for me to go and get a bed. And um, luckily they found one. And I went off the next morning for my adventure at treatment. And um, I embraced it. I um, totally took it all in, you know, and did what I was supposed to do, did what I was told, you know, did the steps there, did the meetings, shared, you know, um, and, and, and did what I was supposed to do and what I did do over there, I did realize, luckily, I was in a room in a separate wing by myself for like the first couple of weeks, because all the other, you know, with companionship or roommates, they were all full. Um, but it gave me a chance, you know, I wrote, I wrote a heartfelt letter to my dad, um, thanking him for what he did for me, and apologizing to him, because I blamed him for um, my using and, and he didn't do it, you know, um, he, he didn't put the, the shit in my body, you know, um, I did it, but, but I blamed him, you know, um, cause I felt that, um, he didn't show the love his, his love was his business. That was more important to him growing up. Um, but you know, he built, he built a, a business, a thriving business and, um, you know, um, but, you know, um, I did that. That was important to me to, to do that. Um, but I'll, I'll back it up a little bit, too. When I was 21, I think, my mom and dad stayed married until my sister graduated high school. And then that's when they divorced. And my dad took me with him, probably so he wouldn't beat the shit out of um, my mom and dad's best friend that um, we caught with my mom. You know, they rolled up and he knew where her car was and they rolled up and she was sitting next to him in the truck and they had a blanket on the front seat. So they had been out the military base somewhere, probably out in the woods, whatever. But, um, you know, I, I thought that was shitty and that was hurtful. And, and um, you know, that why did they do that? Well, they did it till she, my sister graduated. But then I thought, why didn't they do it sooner? You know, it might have changed our lives, but it was their deal. And um, like I said, you know, I, I didn't never see them uh, being affectionate. And I, and I think that hurt me in, in my life, my, my married life to my wife all those years. But anyway, so I got home um, at 39 and, and clean, you know, what I want to apologize to my wife for and let people know is that I didn't embrace recovery. How important is that word recovery? So um, I did like a couple, a year and a half of, um, I did AA and then I found Narcotics Anonymous, um, which was me, but um, I dropped out. I mean, I didn't, I didn't feel I needed to go back because I was never going to use again. Um, so I pulled into the, <laughs> the highway of recovery, I pulled into the rest area and I got stuck there for about 16 years. 
you know, in all this time, I use my wife as my sponsor and, you know, I didn't, I didn't change who I was and I didn't work on myself. I was clean and that's what I knew I was going to be and wanted to be, but there's so much more that goes with it. Um, and again, to her, I truly apologize um, that I didn't, I didn't embrace the full, the full gift that I was given. Um, you know, but all these years, she stuck with me, you know, so I got back into, into the program. I can't remember. I think she told me like, you better get your shit together and get back to meetings or whatever. And, um, she was right. I knew I had to go back and I did. And, um, you know, found my old home group and took over and started doing service work, which is really important to me today. Um, I love service work. Um, but, you know, I used her as my sponsor and she, she would always, I would appreciate that. She would always call me on my shit, you know, cause I didn't think that, you know, I needed a sponsor and you know, I didn't, I had already worked the steps, but you know, oh, I guess you, some people do them once a year or whatever. And like, I don't know if that's for me or not. I've did them a second time, but um, I don't know, you know, I'll wait till we get agnostic atheist ways of doing it. And I'll probably do it again. I don't know. But um, so anyway, as you can see, I'm a little bit older. So I started using a 14 used for 25 years and yes the end of february 27th i celebrated 25 years not using um so you know i'm still doing it just like everybody else one fucking day at a time you know i don't i don't need coins i don't need you know key tags i don't need that um i carry the treatment center coin in my pocket and i did have a um a beginner, you know, a welcome tag. I cashed that one in a few years ago when we were in Hawaii because I went to a meeting there and it was, I got a really cool Aloha one. So that's the two I carry in my pocket, <laughs> you know, otherwise <laughs> I'd be leaning to one side probably. Um, but no, today, today is still, it's hard for me at times, you know, um, I, I, I strive to do recovery but I don't, I don't know how to do it. You know, it, it's a learning process, even, even today, you know, but, but I really want to do it. I truly want to do it. And, and um, the wife and I are, are winding up or <laughs> winding down, um, you know, our, our married life, but um, you know what? We're still married and we'll be 42 years coming up in October, but we're going to end up being best friends because, you know, we didn't start out as friends, you know, when, when we got married. Um, yeah, it was, it, it was um, no friendship there. You know, um, I'd say some other words and stuff, but um, I won't go there. <laughs> it was, it was the eighties, end of the seventies and the, in the start of the 80s so you guys maybe can figure that out but um yeah today she's my friend 
I look forward to seeing her and having breakfast. And, um, you know, she's at her house. I'm at my apartment. And, you know, um, I, I think we're both growing um, as people and individuals. I know she she's doing, I, I'm really proud of her. She's doing exceptionally well. You know, um, I thought at first it would be, oh, I'm back. <laughs> I need you. But, well, that didn't happen. So it's okay, you know. Um, we're both going to be happy and um, we'll, we'll strive to, to better ourselves and, and, you know, think of all the good stuff we had in the past, you know, the shitty stuff's going to be there too, but um, that that's on me. And, you know, I always thought that um, she didn't deserve me, but, but I believe I, I didn't deserve her. And um you know, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for today. I'm grateful for my meeting, my home group. I'm grateful for people that I see on Zoom. And, you know, whether you have your picture up or you're live, you know, um, it, it just, it warms my heart, you know, and um, I, I hope this COVID thing will be over. Um, at first, when it started, we were all going to probably in-person meetings and things like that before Zoom really got popular. And um, at first I was like, oh no, how are we gonna hug and you know, and do all this stuff and welcome the newcomer and and I, I'm not gonna do Zoom. And like now, I don't think I can go back to an in-person meeting. I'm I'm not ready yet. I I I will eventually, but um the home group I was in um at church um wouldn't let us come back for two years. And then when we finally could, I waited, I was the GSR and uh, stayed in touch and communicated and everything. And then they wanted to change our time to like the weekends and like, well, I got my new home group and, you know, um, I was willing to keep it alive and help them out. But um, I've had to step away, you know, I have um, my home group now and, uh, and I'm happy and I get to see, I see some friends that are here tonight that I see. And, um, you know, um, as I said, I'm, I'm a work in progress, you know, and, and I hope to continue to be that way because if I'm not working on myself, then, you know, I could probably get complacent, um, you know, and I don't want to do that. I, I, I know I will never use again. Um, I, I said that when I first went to treatment that I, I already knew I would never use again. Um, so nothing, I have no triggers that will trigger me, but um, I'm afraid of not being able to do recovery again like I did because that's um, um, that, that won't help me at all, you know? So I will continue to do that for sure. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm totally grateful again, as I say, and, and I thought our daughter, I'm so proud of her. She, she's made a great life and, and her and I are great friends also. Um, even though the years that I wasn't there for her, you know, um, she has forgiven me and, and we've made that amends and, and we're all good friends and, Everything is good, you know. Um, I have a great job. Um, this is where where my job is. Okay, so for my living amends are giving back to the youth. 
Um, so I drive a school bus. Can you believe that? And I fucking love my job. I haven't missed. I think I'm going on my 11th year without missing a day. You know, so, you know, if I didn't tell you that I loved it, you'd probably think I'm fucking crazy. How can you drive 60 kids in a bus, you know, and do that every day? And, and that's only for one school. You know, then I got three, four other schools, you know, um, but I love my job. And, and my, part of my service work, I'm the juvenile coordinator for our, for our, for our area, for Pierce County where I live. Um, so the juvenile coordinator, um, I coordinate um, the volunteers. Um, we can't go into the Raymond Hall. It's probably wherever you live, it's where the youth are incarcerated that are under 18 or 17, whatever it is. Um, you know, we can't go in there. So we're doing Zoom and um, we're not doing as many Zoom meetings as I would hope for, but I'm, I look at it in a positive way that there's maybe no youth that are incarcerated. You know, wouldn't that be great? You know, cause they're our future. So for me, my living amends is, is giving back to, to the youth and the kids. And I have no problem with the high school kids that I drive. Um, if I hear them talking about drugs or whatever, or alcohol, you know, I'll let them know where I came from. And now, you know, I have no problem talking to them because I think my job is more than just driving them to school. You're a mentor, you're a counselor, you know, you're a babysitter, you know, you have to do all this stuff because there's a lot of kids that come from one parent homes nowadays and our district isn't the richest district, you know? Um, so there's a lot of troubled youth and I'm willing to be there for them because I say that's, that's, that's the way I can give back, you know? Um, and, and I'll be there for anybody. I always put out my number. Um, if anybody needs my help, you know, like I, like I tell people at meetings, um, I'm not, I'm not here for me. Um, I'm here for you, you know, um, that's all I can do, you know, and, and I tried, you know, and I, and I love seeing Marsha, what she said is, is true. And, you know, I don't, she asked me to share a while back and then it got double booked. So I could only do like a, a Monday night. Cause it is, it is past my bedtime. I'll, I'll own that, you know. Um, but luckily we're off this week. It's our spring break. So that's why I was able to do it tonight. And, um, yes, <laughs> I love seeing her. Like if I do share when she cringes and just, you know, shakes her head and, you know, it's, um, that's Marsha. And I, and I love that, you know, she's a sincere, compassionate person and, you know, and she's the kind of person that will call you on your shit. You know, like I, I did Saturday at my meeting, trying to go the short, short version, of, you know, hey, uh, I, I know how to stay clean. Just don't fucking use today. Everything else I don't know shit about. Thank you for letting me speak. She said that wouldn't fly. You know, um, probably be the, I'd have a record for the shortest speaker in history, but uh, she said that wouldn't fly, you know, so, and, and, and she's right. You know, um, I could dig up some more, much more in my, in my past, but um I'm a work in progress and, and I, I'm, I've came to this meeting um, before 
um, you know, when when we're off on a Tuesday, you know, I don't get because I get up at 4 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, my time, uh, no matter what, even if I'm not working, I still wake up at four in the morning. So um, I, I've come to this meeting before and there's other meetings that I'm going to now. And I, there's one I really like on Friday night that can relate is, is helping me find that that child in me, what what happened, what I you know, what trauma and everything I went went through because um, all the counselors are booked now You because you, <laughs> of the pandemic. Good luck trying to find a marriage counselor or a counselor just to see yourself, to work on your, because they're full. I mean, I tell you, you know, trying three or four people, I'm on one guy's waiting list, but um, till that happens, you know, um, uh, I have to do other things and um, there's other meetings to help find my way. Um, but, and I never believed, I always tramped it, put it all down and kept it inside and not thinking, you know, there's nothing wrong with me. I don't need to bring that out. Why bother? My mom and dad have long passed away and, you know, there's nobody else. Why? Well, um, my wife has helped me said, yeah, I do. And, and I realize I do need to, to get it out there to, to help me to help me grow and 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 heal and get healthy um because there's more than just health and in you know not using and, and being clean and free of drugs alcohol whatever gambling you know whatever there's so many addictions out there um but but i know i need that today and and I know my our meeting we 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 tell people we're not medical professionals and we're not going to give you advice you know just we just are going to be here for you and support you and love you and and, and keep coming back you know so um, so thank you you know I don't know where else to go Marcia. <laughs> um, I just want to say thank you, and I am so grateful um, to be asked to to speak. It, it is an honor, truly, you know, whether you know what to say or not. Um, it's an honor and a privilege, and and I want to thank Marcia um, for inviting me to do this. And um, you know, I will keep sharing. Um, like I said, I was I was taught that that's important. Um, very rarely do I sit in a meeting and just listen. Um, the Friday night one I do, um, but um, in my regular meeting, yeah, I have to share. You know, it's important to me. Um, but that's about all I have. You know, thank you, thank you again, everybody for for listening, and hopefully you got something out of it. If not, it's okay, right? We take what we need and pass the rest out it's okay you know um i i like that's what i like for new people if they just hear one one thing you know um that'll get them to come back you know what a reward you know um and it's, and it's their gift to start their journey hopefully for their for their years of recovery but again thank you so much for for listening and i hope i didn't put anybody to sleep or bore you too much thank you